Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Three Down Greencast is brought to you by the Pile of Bones Brewing Company. Tap room now open at Sass Drive and Cameron in Regina. Ooh. Welcome to the Three Down Greencast. The internet's only CFL dogcast. <laughs> Joel that's Gaston a, with John Fraser as usual as... Yes, John does have some news to share. I don't really know if you've really put out there all that publicly yet. But there is some news to share in a bit. But before we get into um, everything else that we have to talk about in the show, which, right. yes, includes dogs and includes and beer. beer and includes the drama that is whether there will be a CFL season and what's going on with the CFLPA, and all of that. We would be remiss if we did not open this podcast with a glimmer of hope, a glimmer of good news for a change in this crazy world we live in right now. Um, And it's about a a Canadian football player, so there is actually some relevance to what we're talking about here, at least. It it, kind of works. It is in our wheelhouse. It is a but it's in there. Whatever our wheelhouse is, it's in there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) well normally our wheelhouse is embrace the dumb and this is like embrace the smart it's like the opposite of us i guess i guess so but you know as as a couple guys that believe in mask wearing and that this is real and that this isn't just some global conspiracy to for have hundreds of thousands of people die just to make sure that trump doesn't get reelected um yeah 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 uh i i think this is kind of in our wheelhouse Yes. So, of course, we're talking about uh, Super Bowl champion, Chiefs offensive lineman, former U-Sports star, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. If you haven't heard by now, um, I mean, you probably have, so anyway, he has decided to opt out of the NFL season, as they've given, of course, their players that option, like pretty much every league on the planet is doing this year, for understandable reasons. But he's not just doing it because he thinks there's a risk in playing football this year. Um, He obviously admits that, yes, there's a risk to playing football this year. And, but what he said was the line that really stood out to me in his, uh, in his statement where he said, there was no doubt in my mind that chiefs medical staff put together a strong plan to minimize the health risks associated with COVID-19, but some risks remain. This is one of the most difficult decisions I have made to, had to make in my life, but I must follow my convictions and do what I believe is right for me personally. So I've decided to take the opt out option negotiated by the league in the NFLPA being at the front line during this offseason has given me a different perspective on this pandemic, and the stress puts it, it puts on individuals and our healthcare system. I cannot allow myself to potentially transmit the virus in our community simply to play the sport that I love. 
if I am to take risks, I will do it caring for patients. That's what. what is... Just, just. <laughs> I, I could hear your dog enjoying yes, the clapping yes. on that one he there. Did, yes, uh, yes, Mo, Mo. Mo was wondering what the hell was going on, but uh-huh. uh, uh, this is just like. If he wasn't already one of my favorite athletes in the NFL, he may have just become my favorite athlete in the NFL, which is mm-hmm. just it's so cool. You know, here's a guy at the front lines of it that, let's face it, there are there are probably more people that could fill in his spot on the offensive line for the Kansas City Chiefs than there are doctors that are qualified like him to provide the care that he needs to care here in Canada. So... He's much more needed here. He's made his own decision. Uh, he's done it nobly. And, you know, he takes. he's always taken such pride in his studies and being a doctor first and a football player second. And it's just, it's it's cool to see him come out and do that and be a part of this, right? So he's 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 going to be on the front lines. And I know the worst thing is, and, and, and this, okay, we're going to stay to good. So rather than me ranting, because I feel like I'll probably do that later. Yeah. Just don't read the comments. No. Don't don't just read a statement. Read the love. Do not read the comments. Because holy crap, everybody read, read, the, with... read the quote tweets. The quote tweets are generally good. But yeah. 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 Do not read the direct replies. It is uh It's a and, thing. And most importantly, it doesn't matter what Joe Public thinks at the end of the day. Um when his teammates, because I believe Patrick Mahomes had some glowing things to say, and then Andy Reid comes out and you know, is saying, you know, he has a great deal of respect for the decision that Larry, as they call him, has made. Because, you know, they're American and they can't say Laurent. Um, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm Canadian and I can barely say it, yeah, so I can't fault them for that one. Well, it's funny. In this quote here, it says, I'm a huge Larry Duvernay Tardy fan. So isn't the last name more difficult than the first name in this case? But anyway. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I, I would agree. Put it this way. There's a reason I've never said his last name on any form of media ever. Because yeah. I know I'll get it wrong. I guess I have a bit of a French background, so the French names aren't, aren't quite so difficult for me. Regardless, you do. You're, you yeah. were like right by the Quebec border. I was right by the Manitoba and Minnesota borders, eh? Mm-hmm. Regardless, this is um, a move that deserves the applause that we gave him and deserves, frankly, a heck of a lot more than that. Um, right. It's not even about the money he's giving up to do this. And I know there's been some discussions. I've seen some Americans mostly saying, well, why is he, you know, he's a trained surgeon. Why is he working as an orderly? It's like, well, there isn't really high demand for surgeons right now. So they've been redeployed to other areas. So he's, and, he's and helping out where he can, basically, right? Yeah, and he doesn't have, uh, and from what and uh, what I understand, he doesn't have his residency hours to be working uh, in a different role in a hospital. Yeah. So he's, it's you know, he's got all the qualifications and everything. And, like, to be honest, like, him working as an orderly, and I believe he's in a care home, like, that's exactly the guy you need there because that has been some of the worst outbreaks mm-hmm. in this country. So, you know, well, and I mean, he's perfectly suited for that job, too. You can take all of the, like, lifts out of the building. He can just come in and pick people up and move them. That's exactly, that's exactly <laughs> it. If there's a power outage, that is the one care home in Canada that does, does not have to worry. Hey, Laurent, get over here. We need you to move four people at once. Okay. <laughs> I wonder if he could do that. Possible, I'm sure, depending how, depending on what how uh, what the residents are like there. That's 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 fair. I just I, I just now all of a sudden I have this image of in my head of him like 
lovingly and caringly like four people over his shoulders fireman style well like he like also lifts a bed somehow i don't i, I don't know how but you know uh-huh. i just i have this i have this picture of him with a big smile on his face moving humans in a caring loving matter absolutely and we you know in i think in today's world a lot of the times the word hero gets thrown around a lot um yeah. this is one of those situations where it's definitely deserved and it's rare for you for you to find an athlete who can go from Super Bowl champion or champ, you know, the champion of their sport or their league yep. to an even greater champion in just a matter of months. And uh, the Ron's obviously done that. Well, well, and, and, and the thing is, too, I mean, you look at the risk he's facing himself. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you read about they were even talking about how some of the red one of the Red Sox pitchers today he has a now has a heart condition after contracting COVID nineteen like yeah. you know this is something that could potentially this is a guy that could be a perennial you know it could make a Pro Bowl he's definitely going to be a fixture on that offensive line and he's going to risk it to care for people because to him that's priority one and you're right that to me that absolutely makes him a hero and and he should be regarded as one yeah and so I I don't know the rules surrounding the Walter Payton Man of the Year award but. Uh... Even if he doesn't play a game, he should get some kind of special special mention should the NFL season go on and get some kind of recognition for uh, the decision that he's made. Oh, most certainly. He, he deserves some love from both sides of the border. 100%. Also deserving of some love. As, this is my uh, puppy. Mm-hmm. This is my puppy. He's cute. He so, yes. Well, yes, in your house. Compared to you, at least. That's 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 fair. I would say your kids and wife are still deserving of some love too. That's that's fair. There's just there's there's a there's a little bit more to to go around now in the Fraser household because yes. yeah we we are now proud owners of uh, of a puppy, and uh, we are not below talking about dogs on this podcast for clicks. No, um, no. I mean we've definitely talked about Stranger Things for clicks. I mean you know the whole embrace the dumb <laughs> that we have embraced. Um, but no, it was uh, it's cool. It's just Lacey and I have uh, talked about getting a dog for a very long time. We were both raised in households with dogs, and if you couldn't tell from uh, you know when I came to see you for Heritage Classic, I believe I, I kept texting Lacey, "I want a dog." While I hung out with your dog Mo, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so uh, we had an opportunity to come up from a uh, rescue in Lloydminster. Uh, so we drove Lacey and the boys drove up there to pick up uh, pick up Barkley. We have named him. And yeah, he's been fitting in as a member of our family. He loves playing with uh, with the boys, and uh, took him out to uh, to t-ball tonight. And he got to hang out in the park. And I can hear him thumping around upstairs. Uh, don't ask me what he is because he is a rescue. <laughs> um, he is a literally he's like lab on his adoption papers. It's like lab question mark. Like we don't we don't know what he is. So actually, he's a mutt. We're, he's a mutt, but we're splurging. Ooh on a DNA test to oh, find right. out exactly what he has in him. You're actually going to do the test, eh? Hmm. We are. And and then, like, we can tease the results. What is Barkley the dog's background? Can we do, like, but... a whole Maury thing on it? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Just round Fine. up a bunch of male dogs and be like, <laughs> You are not the dad! <laughs> and then have the crowd go wild. Uh, but Lacey had a great business idea because uh, Barkley actually has a uh, two brothers and a sister that were all put up for adoption from the same place uh, in Lloydminster. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lacey's like, you know what? We're in, all in a Facebook like like group following you know f- following the rescue there. 
she's like, I should just offer the DNA results for like 25 bucks a pop to the other, the other people. Be like, hey, <laughs> do you want to know what your dog is? He transferred me $25 because I paid. Huh? Yeah, I mean, go. It, it might work. Splitting some costs, right? It might work, yeah. Uh, it, in, in fairness, I'm probably going to have it all over social media because uh, the number one question as I've sent people photos of Barkley is what is he? And A, there is one thing. Okay, I am terrible. Have at you tried just things. putting him on like the Google Lens? Have you tried just tried that? Because I've no, I, I, I've taken a picture of Mo and like put the Google Lens on it, and there's general options that kind of come up as to what kind of you know it does. Like, Interesting, because you can put it on like searches. It tells you what things are right. Right. So, uh, yeah, I've done that with Mo a few times, and it's kind of came up with a lot of the options we thought he is because we don't know entirely. Like we know half. We know he's half Australian catalog. We just he has right. a deadbeat dad, so we don't know what the other half of him is. <laughs> deadbeat dad. So, <laughs> so, so we can make our we we've got two dogs eligible for the Maury episode now. Yeah, well, we have an idea of what he is. We just don't really care enough to. Fair, fair enough, and and we process, have officially. we have no idea. So hence why the uh, the DNA test, but uh, yeah, it's 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 been good. Uh, it's nice having having the dog around. I mean, uh, it does feel like having a newborn in the house again because uh, we've been putting his kennel into my bedroom because Lacey's obviously with our youngest in a different room. So I get to listen to the to the bit of whining and get up in the middle of the night while it still has has this tiny small bladder before he becomes a giant doggo. So uh yeah, yeah, it's 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 been good and he actually he slept well last night. I feel like a, I feel like talking about a newborn kid, but uh lots of love for for little Barkley and uh yeah, he's he's giving kisses and hugs and cuddles and he's a little uh, quiet loving dog that at one point is going to be a huge dog. Yeah, so at one point they do kind of grow out of it a little bit. I don't know. Because I, I, well, yeah, but I mean, he still cuddles on the couch, but I have pictures from when he was a puppy and he would like lay on me or I'd be able to like <laughs> lay beside him on the couch, but no, not anymore. Yeah, uh, Barkley's kind of got this thing where, uh, like all dogs, he loves shoes, but because uh, Connor, my youngest, moves so slowly, hmm. he's always going after Connor's shoes while they're on his feet. Ah. Uh. So well, never really went Max, after shoes. No. Yeah, Max knows to run, uh, and Max and him will then play with Max running around and screaming around the house. Yep. Uh, while while Connor just gets annoyed because his feet are constantly getting eaten by his new puppy. <laughs> uh, you wanted this. That, that's right. I mean, hey, he loves. He looks at him and goes, you know, he's he's not speaking. He's not quite two, so he's not speaking quite cl- clearly. But he can say Barkley. He'll point at him, and go Barkley, Barkley. Barkley, and then he'll go and eat his feet, and then it's uh, it's tears and terror, terrifying and stuff. And and hey, you know what? It gives my excuse, me an excuse to get off my fat ass in the mornings and uh, go at least you know throw the ball around the backyard. If not, uh, take him for a walk when he's a little bit older. Because I didn't know, like I learned something today that when they're puppies, they're like bones aren't quite like grown together. So like it's mostly like like muscle and cartilage and by either overworking your dog or, or your puppy or having them jump off saw, uh, off things and climb on things, you could potentially do long-term damage. I had no idea. So, hmm. you know, starting it, uh, starting it pretty slow, like a pitcher coming back from Tommy John surgery. Well, and they generally don't like walks at first either. So no, uh, you got to train Barkley. them into it for some reason. You have to train them into it and then they become obsessed with it. Right, right, and then all of a sudden it's their favorite <laughs> thing on earth. And but Barkley's been enjoying the fetch, 
Uh, he's just not so good at the finding something sometimes. So if I, no. you know, kind of kind of get a hold of one in the backyard, he'll stare at me like, okay, where did it go? And I'm like, it's 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 over there. And also that might be a sign that, yeah, I have to mow my lawn. But we'll we'll put that part aside. That has nothing to do with anything right now. Uh, and uh, I think Moe knows we're talking about him and dogs because I just heard him sniffing at the door. So. <laughs> uh, he would. That, that Moe is smart <laughs> and cuddly. And eventually they'll be able to hang out and play and we can all just hang out together once the pandemic's over. Yes, absolutely. Until then, we will have to uh, continue to drink beers remotely as we've done 261 kilometers apart for the last three years or however long this podcast has been on. It feels like it's been forever. I don't know. That's 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 fair. <laughs> it might it be. Feels like Has it been three years? Funny. I don't even know how long it's been at this point. I think we are into three years. Okay. Which is funny because like, if only there's some way we could go on the internet to find out. <laughs> um, it might be okay. We might be into our third. Have I? I'm trying to think how many times I've paid you for the server fees. I don't know. I think it's. I think. I it's, feel like I, you. I feel like I've just forgotten to tell you how much you owe the last couple of years, and then <laughs> it's kind of worked out as whatever, as I just kind of roll it into the curling fees, so... <laughs> that, that's, that's fair. It all, it all kind of works, or the hosting fees, it all kind of works out together. Yeah. So, okay, that makes that makes sense, yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, no, that, that all works out. But, uh, yeah, I think we are into year three, and, and, and it does feel like forever, but it feels like a good forever. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't feel like the, ah, Frick, I gotta record my podcast tonight. It's like, ooh, I have an excuse to go buy some beers and hang out with Joel and talk about stupid things and occasionally get very angry and yelly. Yes. That's that not is at it. you. No, no, of course not. Of course, but not publicly anyway, no. <laughs> you are one of the people I can safely say I've never been mad at. <laughs> okay. So there's 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 that. I find your 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 jabs are always good natured and usually deserving, like the old lines about me not watching any of training camp. Mm-hmm. The, you know, those were when you're like, hey, you know, training camp's over there, and I'm like, yeah, but you guys are over here, and I'm having more fun visiting. I'm not sitting there counting reps for you know the sixth stringer from Division Three Texas A and M AT and T Technical College. That wasn't a very good made-up college. I know. It was one of those sentences that I... It was one of those names I started someplace and hoped I could find something funny halfway through, and it just didn't come to fruition. It was a real Michael Scott moment. Story of your life. That's fair. (laughs) Anyway, the point I was going to get to was 261 kilometers apart, as always, we're drinking beer. John, what's in the glass this week? Uh, Went back to the classic. Not hard to go back to the classic. The uh, official, unofficial uh, beer of the Three Down Nation Greencast... That being the Pile of Bones White IPA, it is hot AF outside, it is summer, it is crisp, it is hoppy, it is fruity, it is delightful. And the lady at the liquor store store screwed up and charged me for two four-packs of this instead of a four-pack and a 40-pounder of vodka. So I can never show my face in there again because I'll feel overwhelmingly guilty. But thankfully, just change your mask and they probably won't notice. Oh, that's a good idea, because I was wearing a mask, so she, all she saw was the, like, Eugene Levy-esque eyebrows. Maybe if I trim up my eyebrows, never have a clue. Absolutely. Oh. Not, that we, not that we recommend defrauding businesses. No, 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 no. <clears throat> and in fairness, in fairness, had I noticed at the time, I would have said something. Hmm. But it was one of those things, I was just like, again, lack of sleep because of a puppy and two kids... 
It was like, it's this much. Tap the card, walk out. And then it was one of those feelings when I got home. I'm like, wait, that didn't seem right. And I checked the receipt and I went, ah, crap, I'm going to hell. <laughs> well, I mean. Well, that was established anyways, but, you know. Mm -hmm. For me this week, um, I picked up a four-pack of the Watermelon Goza, the new one from Rebellion. Oh, yes. It is uh, quite refreshing and delicious, and I find, unlike their other fruited sours, this actually mm -hmm. has the nice little sour tang to it. Oh. Because I found the Rebellion sours, in generally, like, they're sort of their straightforward sours, are more closer to a fruit beer than a sour, in my opinion. Oh, okay. Not that that's bad. Like, if you like that as we were into, that's cool. But when I'm expecting a sour, I expect to taste that little bit of sourness to it. Right, yeah. But this one, as it goes, it definitely does that. So it's it's wonderful. S uh, similar to the uh, Pile of Bones cran uh, Cranberry Kettle Sour, right? Yes. How, how, yeah, you've got that fruity, tarty taste, but there is definitely the taste of a sour to it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the kind of sours I like anyway, yes. Right, and I've started... After being introduced to more sours from you and our friends at Nine Mile, I have started coming around on 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 the sours. There, there are like a sour is definitely a, like a one beer kind of beer for me. Meanwhile, I could drink these four pile of bones white IPAs right in front of me. Uh, I don't know what the content of the how the podcast would sound or how good I'd be at my job tomorrow, and we have a performance meeting tomorrow, so I might not try to do that, but I could. You could. It wouldn't be a bad. It wouldn't be a good idea, though. I don't think. No, it probably probably wouldn't be. No, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, you, you are still pretty new there, and we've discussed this. So. That's true. The whole fact I don't want to leave Toyota and be faced with the prospect of having to sell my soul and be shady. Yes. Right. right. Okay. Uh, people so, that won't be getting performance reviews anytime soon it seems like is um the cfl and the cflpa as we're gonna pull back the the curtain a little bit here as we like to do sometimes um yes john and i were originally going to record on another evening but decided not to right. and it turned out to be a very good decision because there was a lot of weird drama today when it came yeah. to the cfl and the cflpa and the negotiations as to whether there is going to be any form of a season this year yeah so it started this morning for our of TSN reporting that it sounded like progress was being made between the two sides. Um, it was a good optimistic start on the it day. Was great. It, it was, was like, like, oh, great, here we go. There's something to, you know, it's still all, you know, I was like, okay, there's still nothing there about federal money, but this is something at least. But you'd think the federal money is more likely to happen once yeah. an agreement's in place. Yeah, and we found out later in the day that, yes, Dan Barnes of the Canadian Press reporting that it seems that the government's waiting on the CFL to have their ducks in a row before pulling the trigger on any money likely from the BDC, which is a small business kind of loan thing where they would have to pay back the money eventually, basically. It's not like super crazy loan shark or really bad interest or anything like that. Like it's usually fairly fair terms through them at least, but from and, the, gov and, and it, from the and government perspective, it's... this is probably the best route for them to go for this, no question. Well, and I believe too, part of the BDC is guaranteed by the provinces. So yes. part of the burden is on the provinces, which is something that the feds definitely want in terms of the cfl because of the amount mm -hmm. of skin in the game that you know we've as we've discussed you know all these provinces with these brand new buildings and nobody to play in them especially if the cfl happens to go south or struggles to get back on the field next season yes in between there though 
Because the BDC thing was like, and the report later in the day was kind of a little side note of the whole thing. Because if ultimately, even if the money comes through, nothing matters if the players and the league can't come to some form of an agreement. Or the league yes. may force the players' hands, but then, guys, this might not show up. Who knows? Which, um, which is, is, we'll get into in a bit, is something that if they're going to force the players, you're going to have a lot of no-shows. I would think so, yes. Is in between, president of the CFLPA... Guy who probably knows a thing or two about what's going on in this whole thing. Uh-huh. Um, quote tweeted Farhan's report mm-hmm. and basically called the whole thing baloney. And yes. that there had been very little communication between the two sides in the last little bit and that there's still lots of progress to be made. Which is kind of everything we had been hearing until Farhan, you know, kind of made our days. I'm not going to lie. I sat down in my new office at ENDS Toyota. Uh-huh. Plug, drop, there we go. Um, and I saw Farhan tweeted that. I'm like, hey, I would say outside of our boy Dunk, if there's a scoop that's been broken by anybody in the CFL, this, the guy I would trust number two is Farhan. Yeah, he's up there, yeah. He's up there. You know, I mean, nobody beats our boy Dunk, but Farhan's up there. And he tweets that. I'm like, all right. I was getting ready. I brewed my coffee. I was ready to go tell my coworkers the good news and say, hey, looks like there might be CFL. Oh, no, wait a minute. They're actually not talking. And it's being outed on social media. Yeah. So the actual mm-hmm. quote oh. from El Mimium is, Farhan, not sure who your source is, but with many issues unresolved, the PA and league are not close to a deal. Did your source tell you the league failed to meet with the PA last Friday? I won't speak on what football ops are being directed to do, but we haven't seen it. Like, this whole thing, like, it... The optics of this, of the CFL and the CFLPA fight, are starting to look worse than the optics of the baseball owners against the baseball players before they finally are going to have their likely COVID-shortened season here right away. And that's just going swimmingly right now, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's going awesome. It's a great thing when nobody gets along. It's just, at first, like, the NBA players and Major League Soccer and lacrosse players and the NHL, again, we and are And shout out also to the NWSL, the Women's Soccer League, that yes. had an entire tournament without a single freaking case. Yes, absolutely. Like, there are some leagues, the leagues that basically worked best with their players are having great success. Today, we found out through the last range of COVID testing before these guys went into the bubble, which... By the way, the NHL bubble just looks like it's like the world's greatest minor hockey tournament. Like, I expect to see story, Instagram stories of guys playing mini sticks in the hallway. As long like, as wearing masks. guys bringing video games and, and guitars. And, and yeah, it, it looks like it could be pretty. It looks like it could be fun. But you have the leagues like the CFL and the CFLPA and Major League Baseball that just come out of this looking like everybody's looking like an ass clown. Like, they, the second it starts going public and the league is too arrogant to work with the players because they're trying to get they're trying to get a pound of flesh, not just an agreement this season and more. Everybody comes out looking like an asshole. Mm. Like the PA, the players to come out and I get it. I can empathize, you know, empathize with a guy that this is your livelihood and you've heard nothing. You know, you've got players that 
might be coming across the border for a net of seven, eight thousand dollars to be away from their homes and families for three or four months. You know, the CFL owner still not willing to guarantee salaries for training camp. So you're asking a guy to leave his country, go live in a hotel room for training camp, only to go, yeah, you didn't make it your cut, see you later. Oh, and it seems like they're talking about the date of players starting to come north, like September 14th. Right. So we're getting into a later start in the season. So now you're asking players to be in Winnipeg, possibly in December now. Right? Like, which, which, I mean, I have no problem with Grey Cup in December. I know a lot of people are saying, like, oh, Grey Cup in December in Winnipeg. The fans aren't going to be there. Who cares? Exactly. You are absolutely correct. I've only ever talked about moving the season forward for the fans, not the players. The players, the game will be fine if it's played in the winter. Exactly. The the, the NCAA, to a degree, and the NFL play well, into the, the dead of winter. Well, the NCAA plays their championship in, like, domes and warm cities and stuff, but yes. Fair enough, but... Just to think of the possibility of like, and this is being said as a guy whose family's in Winnipeg, having to spend three months in isolation in Winnipeg doesn't sound like a good idea. And this, you have to think too, what is the bubble going to look like for the players? The yeah. NHL and NBA have oodles of money. And the, NH- have- and the NHL bubble is a, is a shadow of what the NBA bubble is, to be fair, on top of that even. And you're absolutely right. And 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 the NHL bubble still looks like like uh, you know the Carolina Hurricanes were at BMO Field playing like you saw them playing spike ball and football at BMO Field, just kind of taking it in. And you know they got bars and restaurants for the guys, and you know they've got a, a portion of they've got portions of downtown Toronto and a big portion of downtown Edmonton, basically where guys can you know you can get out, you can stretch your legs, you can go for a coffee, you can go watch the games, you can go for a beer after the game. Which as an aside. I'm glad you don't have asshole beat writers there that are the kind of old curmudgeons that would go, oh, so Jonathan Taves had to be with Sidney Crosby after his team lost 5-2. Clearly he doesn't care about winning cups. Like, let him hang out. But the thing is that I think of with the CFL, this is a, this is a league that needs federal money to survive, that would need federal money to put the bubble together. I feel like the CFL's bubble compared to even the NHL's, is going to look like the fire Festival. Like, you're probably going to have grilled cheese and ham sandwiches in your hotel rooms for three meals a day. And you're going to ask guys to come across the border, put whatever they have going on for them on hold, whatever employment they have going on for them on hold. For if you're making 100 grand a year, if your contract says 100 grand a year... For a net of $8,000. I just... I'm glad things are moving forward. But if I'm an American player making less than 150, 200 grand, why on earth would I go spend three months in Winnipeg in what I can, like... There's no way with what the CFL has shown in preparedness that that bubble will be anything worse than just the worst hell... Like, college dorms and training camp would be better than what the CFL is sure to provide in the CFL bubble. I mean, I don't know if I'm willing to go that far. It's not going to hold up to the standard of the big four. There's no question about that. Um, Just because the scales, the economy and all that. But I'm sure it'll be fine. I don't know if I'm really willing to go that far. Um, 
Because there will be a certain expectations that will be placed upon it. If you're going to ask guys to live like that for a while, yeah, there's going to have to be a certain standard, I think. It's not going to be glitzy or glamorous or anything like that, but I'm sure it'll be fine. Eh, I just, I, I've, I've grown, and the reason I say this is A, looking at, you know, <laughs> I think the reason I say this is let's compare Investors Group Field, nice stadium, built with federal funding compared to Mosaic Stadium, New Mosaic, that had a large injection of private money. Investors Group Field gets the job done. It's a football stadium. It's about, that's all it is. While New Mosaic is the mecca of football. so Mostly built by the province and the city, though. True, it is, but that little... And they that, hired the right... And they actually, you know, hired people that build stadiums. But again, the CFL, to me, you're right. Mosaic did it right, and I think a part of that is just because they had a little bit more flexibility because they did have a bit more of a private infusion. I'm not saying that, you know, the private dollars paid for everything it is, but it helps when you have some private money coming to the table, right? You You're able to spend a bit more on people that are in the business of stadium building, not in the business of, you know, condo building. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I, I just, I've lost so much faith in CFL leadership throughout all of this between showing up for the first ask at, at, at the federal government with, okay, you're losing 40 million. Great. Where's your books? Like right from that moment, to the lack of communication to the players. And and again, I don't think the players are doing themselves any favors by speaking out against each other on social media. That's that's something that they need a unified front, and I think that came out of it today. But the league right now seems to have its blinders on that they don't realize what needs to be done. And that's why my fear is is that this doesn't get done because there doesn't seem to be... It doesn't seem like the league wants to put on a season right now. There's a lot of people who think that, yeah. I mean, I get it. You need a season to have the dollars, but just... But, I mean, also, from a league perspective, and you and I have touched on this before, you would now... You know, you you now basically would solely need advertising and TV dollars this year. You have a chance of large swaths of your players saying... No, thank you. You know, and and you're not just up against the Stanley Cup final in which, I don't know, you've probably got San Jose and the Florida Panthers. San Jose didn't make the playoff thingy. They were terrible I, this year. Oh, I, I know. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, in years past, I just wanted mm. to pull two American teams out of, my, out of my ass, and those are the two that apparently I came up with. Um, yeah, they were really bad this year. Uh, Florida, by the way, Dark Horse pick for the uh, COVID Cup. Um, but you've got... Now you're going to be in a situation when you're fighting for TVIs. We assume you're up against Major League Baseball. I mean, eh. that's TBD. Unless the Jays are in going deep, that's not an issue in Canada. But that's still eyeballs you're being taken away and coverage is being taken away. Mm, you know, debatable. they've kind of... The, the CFL kind of has in Canada... You've kind of got, during the summer, you're only up against baseball, yep. which large portions don't care about. And by the time the season's interesting, you're going up against the beginning of the NFL season, which I would rather watch. A se- I love both foot. I love all football. 
I would rather watch a CFL playoff game than an NFL regular season game. That's just that's me or a meaningful late season CFL game. And I, I would assume a lot of people are like me. But now all of a sudden, you need TV eyes. You have players likely opting out. Now you're up against the NHL. You're up against the NBA. You're up against Major League Baseball. You're up against the NFL. You're even up against some of the biggest draws in terms of the golf majors with the Masters and all the majors basically coming starting in October. The Stanley I, Cup final is the only one that's a threat to them in this country. And the, NFL, and the NFL. And the NFL, for sure. I, it, the, the NBA and Major League Baseball are very dependent on how the Raptors and Blue Jays do in this country. But we have to assume the Raptors are going to do something. Yeah, I don't. They may or may not make the final again. I don't know, but yeah, Eastern Conference final berth is probably within reach again. Yeah, right. And and the NHL are always going to draw eyes away. Yep. But I, I I don't even talk about necessarily drawing eyes away. I'm talking about the secondary exposure that they get. You know, let's let's face it. In the middle of summer, you flip on Sports Center. There's a CFL game. You've got 15 minutes on that CFL game. You've got the highlights. You've got the yeah. panel. Hell, even Rogers begrudgingly shows those games on the highlight packs. Yeah, and to like 4,000 people that still watch those shows. Still, I mean, you've got you've got your TSN, you've got your Twitter, you've got all your, again, all your secondary exposure. To me, a lot of that goes away now that you're up against literally everybody. The ratings so, still peak in the playoffs, though. True. The ratings are still better year at the end of the year than they are in the summer. Because in That's... the summer, in the summer, you're still up against cottages and lake houses <laughs> and weekends away and whatever, right? So, I just, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm doubtful that they can pull it together. I mean, that's entirely fair. I mean, you can. I don't think there's anything wrong with thinking that this leadership right now, all around, is flawed and this might not work out. Well, that's, well, that's and, entirely and, fair. And, and I don't, and, and I don't, and I don't think all the other leagues are in the clear on whether this is going to work either. Everyone's going into this blind and has no idea what's actually going to happen or work. No, and you're absolutely right, Joel. And I, I think I just think, if you know, the NFL that, is that, rants, uh, that aside is a bit of, a bit of me wearing a, a tinfoil hat, thinking, okay, mm-hmm. here's all the reasons that if I'm in the CFL league office, that is why I don't want it to work and don't think it'll work. But yeah, I just I'll say this: if the NFL is going to follow the more along the MLB model, yes. Now, granted, you are traveling less. You're only traveling once every two weeks kind of thing, so it's easier to contain maybe in between. And technically, you could get your test results by the time you play your next game. Yeah. Granted, all of that, it is still far less safe uh, than coming up with multiple bubbles. No, no, absolutely. And and even though the NFL, have you seen uh, have you seen the video where they uh, they're mandating like these special face masks now for the players? Yeah. So they're 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 doing more than baseball, yeah. but yeah, I still I still can't. I, I mean, the bubble is the only way to go. I mean, y- y- you know, you look at right now with you know MLS had their had their hiccup, but the NHL has basically said everybody is clean going into the bubble, and you know, don't let your match on Tinder come into the bubble and screw this all up for us here. So. Um, yeah, I, the CFL in the bubble model is correct. I just, I can, the league doesn't seem motivated to do it. Like, it seems like they're going through the motions without any heart in the fight. Like, they're, do, they're doing, they're like, they're doing everything, like, they're basically like, 
when a when a girl ghosts you on when you're texting and you're gonna go out on a date and all of a sudden she falls off the face of the earth, you know, the league is basically doing that by just like half-assing everything and kind of hoping that it works out and it's uh, it's frustrating as hell and and I'm putting this on the league. The players are not helping themselves, but I put this squarely on the league if there is not a season this year, which I don't think there will be. And it's not the media's fault for reporting what people are saying? Oh, my God. Don't get... Oh, my God. (laughs) But we're messing with people's livelihoods. Shut the front door! We are literally reporting on what... Like, I get it. You're in a country in which the media is the enemy and rabble, rabble, rabble. The media is the worst. Blah! But, like... Literally, our website has done nothing, and TSN has done nothing but go out and say, hey, this is what people are saying. Most of them literal quotes from people. Exactly. Maybe you guys should talk to each other, but oh wait, the CFL doesn't really want to because they don't really want to have a season, and the players are in a position where, you know, they don't seem all that there's not that much cohesion with the players union like somebody needs to figure it out here like players unified front league act like you want a season get on a zoom meeting and figure this thing out the good news is on monday the players did hold a town hall meeting where some 400 players apparently intended which is a lot um not intended personally obviously it's like a conference call kind of thing right and from what we now, we'll see how the fallout is over the next few days following it. But as of right now, the first all the comments since then, including some comments from some players who had issues with what was going on, they're all saying the same thing now. It seems like so whether they're all to- together in Kumbaya right now or not, we'll never really know. But I hope at the very least within this town hall, the message was, guys. We can't be fighting each other publicly. This is what this yep. this is what this union has done forever, and that's why the the league has always walked all over them. Is because for the whoever the commissioner is at the time, it's a lot easier for him to get nine owners or nine board of directors, depending on the yep. you know the public team and all that, together to prevent to have a unified front up against like six hundred players, and they're just all over the map all the time. Yeah, and that's you know the leagues where the players' unions have some degree of success are the players' unions that show a unified front. Even though we know because there's so many of them, there's no possible way you could actually have a true unified front, but you at least present it. Yes. And the CFLPA has never done that, ever, and that's why they continue to get walked all over by the league, and it's happening again. It is, and 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 which is funny because, like, I don't think there's been more incompetent people in charge of the league through this whole pandemic, you know, you can't smoke and mirrors it with your town halls and your photo ops and your hugging of fans at a gray cup right now. You, you know, your skills are being put on the table and the league is failing spectacularly. So the fact that the league still has some pull over the players union and this speaks to just how broken that players union is and continues to be. And the sad thing about this all, the set we knew in May, Oh, this, when this, training... this, this was not a this is not a surprise at all. No, how on earth did you not come together in April or May with that messaging? We need to believe. And how did you not, as a players' union, put on pressure to the incompetent league office 
that, hey, we need to figure something out ASAP if we're going to get any kind of a season and any kind of a salary. Because, again, let's do, let's do backwards math here. Let's say, oh you get, let's, let's say you get half your season in. Right? Let's say you go to the bubble, you get half your season in. All of a sudden now, you know, you're being asked to quarantine when you come up or before you come up. And you're being asked to quarantine when you go back home. Well, now you're making a little bit more money and it, it's almost justifiable to come up. But again, it's just the league dragging their heels, showing up unprepared for the federal presentation. The players all taking shots at each other left, right, and center. It's just, it's a bad look for the league and the players. It's, it's, it's this whole pandemic. Like I said, I thought the biggest ass clowns of the pandemic were Major League Baseball and their players union and their owners. You know, the owners trying to screw over the players by, you know, sneaking in a whole bunch less money. But man, the CFL has quickly overtaken it. Like it's, it's, it's just, it's a mess, and these guys had months to figure out, and, mm-hmm. and both sides need to look at themselves in the mirror when this season gets canceled and go, wow, we really effed this up. We're going to end this episode on a good note again. Yeah, like good We notes. started on a good note. It's going to be a quick good note. Um, congratulations, Edmonton, on finally being forced to do the right thing. Yay! We were pretty harsh on them last week, so we will, uh, or whenever we recorded last... We will uh, give them some credit, not all of the credit, because it should have been done a while ago and it could have been a good PR move to make it look like their own accord instead of sponsors pulling out left, right, and center and pressure mounting from just about everyone except for a few people to finally make the right decision. Hey, about time, Edmonton. Nice to see that you made the right call because you felt morally obliged to, not because everybody was pulling their money. Stay classy, Eskimos! Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.